0: Visit RTI on the web at English.RTI.org.tw
1: Welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have Chinese to Go, a free Chinese lesson for you, and also the latest in social media trends on hashtag Taiwan and our interactive show status update. But first, join us for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Tuesday, January 21st, and in the studio we have Leslie Liao. Hello. Shirley Lin. Hello. And I am Natalie So. We'll be talking about Ang Lee and the movies that he made that made the top 100 of all time. Also, why our vice president is saying Taiwanese, the Taiwanese are a model of kindness. And also the five most searched attractions in central Taiwan. And Ding Tai Fung, our very famous uh, dumpling restaurant, as a new strategy. Those stories and more are coming right up. With The pride of Taiwan, Aung Lee um, has done something that made us proud again. Tell us.
2: That's right. So, the British film magazine Empire, uh, it's very popular, like authority on movies, they released the 100 greatest movies of the 21st century. Wow. Or a list of them. And Aung Lee got nominated twice, actually. So his first movie that they mentioned was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which he won Best Oscar uh, Oscar for Best International Feature. And they said the reason why Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was nominated was because it, the movie made the genre of wuxia, which is kind of like... Ta- uh, chinese style Ch- kung fu and stuff yeah, like that arts, more yeah. accessible to to a contemporary western audience and they said before that Xiao was largely relegated to like the bottom of video store shelves and like that's Bondbuster true stuff like that.
1: he made it more artistic right it's just mm. so beautiful i remember the scenes of
2: it was of, yeah it was her,
1: a great and, like, movie jumping from roof to roof and mm-hmm. doing all kinds of martial arts i remember seeing
2: that arts. Movie in taiwan actually I was still like a little kid, but it was still stuck with me. You're like five years old or something? (laughs) Um, Next is uh, Brokeback Mountain, and it helped him. That was the movie that really launched him because that was his first Academy Award for Best Director.
1: He got the award or he got nominated?
2: He won it. Oh, he won it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. He did. And uh, it's it's ranked number 54 on the list, and it says the film depicts the awe-inspiring scenery of the Rocky Mountains and was seen as a stepping stone for bringing LGBT cinema to the mainstream.
1: Right, I remember it was pretty groundbreaking, and people actually reacted quite positively to it.
2: It's actually really interesting that Empire would really point it out, but it's also really great that, you know, uh, Ang Lee got... Two of them, actually.
1: That's great. And he's done so many different kinds of movies, from Sense and Sensibility to uh, Less he's Caution and Life of Pi.
2: Mm. Yeah, what's really so. interesting is Life of Pi, he also got Best Director for that. Right. Mm. And he that that movie didn't even make it on the list. I mean, I guess it was a good movie in its own right, but it, was, it wasn't it was as groundbreaking as Brokeback Mountain or Crouching mm. Tiger, Hidden Dragon.
1: So to make the list, you have to be doing something really uh, extraordinary. I think. I,
2: I think so. Um, very interesting, though. The top three films of the century. Natalie, I'm not sure you're going to like this because The Dark Knight is up there.
1: Uh, I know because my my son is a real film buff, and he said that's an excellent movie. It's always on the top of all the lists. I'm like, really yeah, my son's it's seen so that dark. more than once. It's so dark. Yeah. So dark.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, I, don't,
1: again, I think again. I guess in terms of movie, the plot yeah, and that, all yeah, that is it's I think that's probably very well done. Right. What else is up there?
2: Uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring.
3: Uh-huh. Oh, okay.
2: And number one is Mad Max: Fury Road.
3: Really? Now, that's another oh, one. Someone's telling me about that too. I have watched that again and again and again.
1: And it actually, won a lot of awards, actually. Yeah. I will
2: tell you this, Natalie. I think you should give that movie a chance. Yeah, I haven't be- seen it I because should go watch that it's one. a very. Um, I mean, the movie. The titular character, his name is Mad Max, but there is a character in there named Imperator Furiosa. And she's played by Charlize Theron, and she's right. a very empowering oh. female figure. I like her. Yeah. yeah she's really So cool. I think you should give that movie I a chance. I think I
1: should. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking about that yesterday. with <laughs> my son. So it sounds like some uh, a very good list up there, huh? Not bad. So to, to, to check out. And uh, Ang Lee made it Twice. Twice. <laughs> Some more positive news. Well, you know, our vice president recently said that Taiwan is a model of kindness. And this is right around the Lunar New Year. He was actually participating in one of the big banquets for underprivileged groups. So, you know, every year there's a few foundations that get together and they host year end banquets nationwide for uh, people with low incomes, those who are homeless. Or have been unemployed for a long time, um, the elderly people living alone, and single mothers who need help. And so there were 16 banquets held across Taiwan with over 4,000 tables and about 40,000 guests and about 5,000 volunteers. And the one in Taipei took place right in front of the presidential office. On Kenagalan Boulevard, it had two thousand two hundred tables and nearly wow. thirty thousand guests, the biggest one you know, so far. Mm. so I think it's it's really nice. I mean, I'm sure that they really look forward to something like that every year. And um, our vice president Sanjan said that you know the people um, in Taiwan are very compassionate kind, and it can be a great model for all of Asia. One of the volunteers um, said he used to be a guest at the banquet, oh, and it you know, the banquets, actually, and, and the foundations helped him come through a difficult time in his life. So he's very
3: grateful, and now he's there to help as well.
2: That's so, great, yeah. paying it back. I
3: yeah. think the vice president is saying, like, you know, there are so many people in the private sector that are contributing a lot to these ev- events like these. That's true. Yeah, yeah.
1: they said that the um, small donors also increased, so it's the largest number of donors I guess pe- word is getting out too that people, you know, I know a lot of um, Taiwanese are very willing to give. Yeah, know, very generous. Whenever, whenever there's a disaster or uh, need, you see a lot of people come out and giving in, whether it's small donations or big donations. So I think we do have a big heart here in Taiwan.
2: Yeah, we definitely do. Yeah, I was speaking to my friend just over the weekend, and she was asking me the differences between. Well, she's traveled a bunch too. And I tell her that I'm afraid to go out because I'm too used to safety in Taiwan. I'm afraid I'll um, I'll probably get you know, be too trusting or something like that. (laughs) Just because in Taiwan things are amazing.
1: It is so safe here. I was just talking to someone from our French department and. I was just wondering why... I mean, she lives in a beautiful... I mean, she's from a beautiful country. I'm like, why are you staying here? And she said, it's so much safer here. Because she right. lives on in the end of a, a metro line in Marseille. Marseille mm-hmm. And it's just very dark and shady over there mm-hmm. with a lot of drug dealers. And every oh, time wow. she goes back... Just go home. It's just, it's very terrorizing.
3: So she's like, it's so safe here. <laughs> yeah, likewise. That's what I've talked to uh, with someone in the French service, too. Really? He said, you know, he was really, um, you know, saying great things about our MRT, you know, line. And I'm going, like, Really, you know. I, thinking, I mean, it's great, <laughs> it but granted. you know, that great, you know. And then, and then, you know, then in comparison, he was talking about, um, you know, their train lines. They've been old and it hasn't been changed at all and renovated. That's true. So oh. run down and dirty and rats everywhere and things like that. So
1: yeah, I've been to the one in Paris and it's very crowded too. Yeah. It's like you sit super close to everybody uh. and it stops sometimes and jiggles like uh. while oh. it's. <laughs> while
2: I would not do. Well, I would not do well in that situation. And It's very
1: dark and dingy, Uh so I'm like, "Wow, I thought Paris would be nicer." Well, their metro is not nice. Not their metro line, yeah.
2: (laughs) Not necessarily. So
1: we do have a lot of good things going for us here, and one of them is the kindness of our people. Oh yes. All right, another great thing we have going for us is our food. And one of our most famous um, restaurant chains is Ding Tai Fong. They have what? Shaolong Bao. Right. There's soup dumplings. Yeah. Yeah. Noodles and lots of great stuff. Tell us more about this chain and their newest strategy.
3: Yeah. Well, the thing is that um, you know how there's a lot of food delivery service that's just gone up? recently. And it's affected their business, too, because less and less people are using, you know, uh, eating in in their restaurants. Oh, but I don't think so. You still have to wait a long time. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That is true. But they've actually dropped uh, from like one to two, 1% to 2% of people eating in at their restaurant for this mm-hmm. past year. But of course, takeouts has gone up. And um, so they kind of doing something quite surprising to most people in a time like this is that they're actually opening up two more restaurants right um, in Taipei and within the last 62 years they've only opened 10 62 restaurants 62 years yes really yes. Yeah. you're talking
1: about in Taiwan or
3: yeah, around the in world? Taiwan okay yeah they have some but, around but the that world is still now. very low yeah I know and so but the thing is that um their thing, though, uh, well, of course, now that with the delivery service, I mean, at first, they were opposed to, you know, like, takeouts. But now, you know, they got to follow the trend. So um, they started making changes, like they would steam 30 seconds less on uh, these soup dumplings. I mean, so I'm just wondering if it tastes the same once yeah, it your you, home, right? I know, because I think why they're so popular is the quality of their right, food. Right, the texture and yeah. everything. So, do you, so you don't want these dumplings to get all soggy and everything. So that's they made some change to that. And um, but then I realized that there is a lot more about the um, typhoon's culture itself. Is that they put the employees first, and this is something I'll, I'll tell about a personal, not a personal story, a friend's story later on. But basically, it's the employees that's most important every day at nine. A. M. The president of the company would start up with fifteen minutes talking about how's everybody doing, all the employees, and they have um, certain you know lights that go up. like if a employee is sick and is not able to work. And then there's also somebody who's sick, but then who can still work, and then those who can, is, you know, is healthy and can work. So then they would make ju- adjustments. You know, those who are sick, they, they tell them just stay home, go to doctors. But those who can work, but they're not feeling that well, then they cut down on their uh, work working lab. hour for that day and things like that. I mean, they have 2,500 employees throughout Thailand, but wow. only five storefront managers. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is that they have to report. Uh, they're always constantly watching out for each employee If they look sick, if they are not feeling well And that kind of stuff And it's amazing And they are provided very good food You know, every day they're offered three meals I mean, a day And, and oh, they change For the employees uh-huh. And they change the menu every day okay? oh, for, the f- oh, for, for the employees mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, That's a good well, deal Yeah, you know, Save it's funny money. <laughs> The first thing that when they're taught Is how to brush your teeth Because they have to keep, I guess, hygiene, Hygiene. and also they have to smile in a certain way where they show the top eight teeth or something like that. And then they don't say 谢谢光临, which is most places would say. It's like, thank you for coming. But they say 谢谢你,请慢走. It's like, you know, thank you, and, you know... um, how to say? it? Like walk carefully out the restaurant. Yeah, so right. It's the opposite of don't, get don't.
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> take your time as you leave.
3: <laughs> you know, and and yeah, it's very interesting. And this has made me thinking. Like twenty eight years ago, I heard a friend who you know, I guess uh, she, he he was going to go with a couple of friends, and they made a reservation at a restaurant, and he was there early. But the thing is that he nevertheless he asked you know and said that oh we have a reservation. And the guy at the front desk was saying that, oh, I don't have that name. You know, he kept saying, like, you know, my friend made a reservation. I said, well, I'm sorry, I don't have that name. So he thought that maybe he was just too early. So he decided, oh, that's okay. So he decided to just go window shopping around the area and then came back. And then he saw the friend's name on the list upside down. He saw it. So he made a complaint to the person in front of the desk. I said, the name's right there. How come you said that the name wasn't there when I first came? So then he went up to his table, right? Well, what followed after was the owner of the restaurant went up to my friend and said, you know, please, next time, don't complain to my employee. And I was thinking like, oh. what? Isn't customer first? <laughs> you know, I was thinking that. But now that we see this in typhoon culture, it's like if you make sure the employee's happy, then they'll they'll do better at their job. Then that would be that would be ple- more pleasing to customers, I guess. Hmm. This is my theory. So now I understand. So oh wow, it's really not that wrong to put an employee first. I mean, not like first first, but you know, it's take like, care take of care, them. Yeah, as a priority. Take care of them. Yeah, taking of wait, them. so was don't the takeaway.
2: He was saying don't complain. To, don't complain to my employee. Complain to me. Yeah. yeah uh, that that was, that's that would be so a better way. I mean you can't I, yeah. say don't complain, yeah. right? <laughs> shoot, shoot the messenger. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs>
3: so, oh wow. Well anyway, that's um yeah, I think this is something to learn, you know, this Ding tai Fong culture.
2: Ding tai Fong has a very good service structure, I have to say, every time I go there, every and then not just that, but they have very good exchange programs. Mm-hmm. We had a server from Brazil who's interning in Taiwan, learning Chinese. Really? And she, yeah, and she was really, really good. And oh, um, wow. th- the thing is, like, they can all of the employees can speak at least two languages. And really? if they, if whatever language they can speak, they have the flag on the pin. Oh, I didn't Yeah, oh, not yeah, yeah. All right. So, like, cool. if they speak oh. English, they have, like, the American flag, or they could speak Japanese, Japanese, they have the Japanese flag. They mm-hmm. have so
1: many tourists going, right? Yeah. So they need that.
2: I, I went know. on a Saturday at, like, 3 p.m., and it was 160 minutes to wait for a table for three. Yeah. And people were still waiting, so... <laughs> they would.
3: People would. Oh yeah, they just get in line.
1: That's too long, though. <laughs> they need more stores.
2: You gotta worry <laughs> about stores. that, Natalie. Like, we get to sit down at three we get to sit down it's like 6 o'clock it's dinner time it's dinner
1: time (laughs) oh my gosh and they're complaining that they lost 1% sit down business they're not complaining actually no No. so well anyways they're they're a very good business model for us here in in Taiwan Talk a little bit about Taizong and what there is to do over
2: there. Alright, so Taizong Travel Net is a travel website dedicated to the city of Taizong. And I can see why that would be it because being in Taipei, you can see how Taipei gets a lot of the attention when it comes to travel in Taiwan. Anyway, they released a list of the most searched attractions in Taizong. And this is leading up to the 2019 Lunar New Year period, where I'm going to be for uh, Lunar New Year. So this is actually a helpful kind of List for me. Anyway, there are some things here that surprise me, and there are some things that I never heard of, and there are attractions that I have heard of. The first one is Hofeng Bikeway, and it's built along a old train railroad, and it's a 4.5 kilometer bikeway, and um, it goes over a steel bridge and through some old tunnels, and uh, it's th- this old tunnel is like from the 1908, so it's kind of like a ride through history mm-hmm. uh, attraction, which is. Kind of nice. 4.5 kilometers on a bike. That's really fast. This like maybe 20 minutes. They got
3: more than one of those kind of, you know, old railway tracks inside a tunnel. Mm-hmm. I've been through one, and it's really, really cool. I mean, I'm talking about temperature cool, you know, riding through the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. I
2: get claustrophobic, so I'm just going to cross that oh. one off of my list. Well, it is pretty narrow. Next one is Rainbow Village, which ah, yeah, I'm it's, sure it's you really guys know. It's really special, yeah. Yes. Um Never been? It actually inspired a whole movement of rainbow villages all over the Taiwan murals, because right? you see yeah. You see like murals and you see people like painting a villages really colorful colors. Anyway, what's really interesting is like this is kind of the first rainbow village, brightly colored village and it attracts over 1 million visitors a year. Now wow. what happened was this was this village was painted by a 98-year-old resident.
3: Yeah,
1: 90- he's trying to save it's his like, village, right? Because they're demolishing all the homes and all that. Well, he said
2: at first it started off as a pastime. So he was just like, "I'm 98 <laughs> yeah. years old. I need something to do." And he's been painting them since he painted them since 2008, and uh, it just drew crowds because he painted roofs that you know otherwise they look like preschools. Very
1: brightly colored. Very, and very, very brightly um, colored. You can see it from and, a uh, mile interesting away. Interesting paintings.
2: Next one, Gaomei Wetland, which is Taiwan's biggest wetland uh, park. And the only night market on here is not Fengjian Night Market. What? which is.
1: I heard that's the biggest one, isn't it? That's the biggest yeah, yeah.
2: one in Taiwan. The one that people search up the most is Yitzong Jie Yiesi, which is Yitzong Street Night Market. And that's the night market outside of... Taichung's best high school which is Taizong Yizong Oh, uh-huh. interesting Yeah, and the high, the the number one attraction in Taichung apparently is a place called Shunji Village It's a compound built half a century ago to accommodate employees of the country's auditing office mm-hmm. The government restructured and the dorms were left unused for years and they've been repurposed now for people to you know start their business start their businesses and yeah. stuff like that
1: Alright, so a lot of things to do in Taizong actually if you ever make it out to Taiwan uh, go check out Central Taiwan as well. So that's what we got for you on Here in Taiwan. And uh, do stay tuned for Chinese to Go hashtag Taiwan and status update for Here in Taiwan. I am Natalie. So I'm Leslie Liu. And I'm Shirley Lin. We'll see ya.
2: Chinese To
0: Go, real Chinese for real people. Dig in.
4: Welcome to Chinese To Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese we use in real life in Taiwan. Chinese New Year is just around the corner. This year is the year of the rat. Let's listen to a conversation. 农历中国新年马上就要到了。The Lunar New Year is just around the corner. 我们应该要向听众拜年。We should wish our listeners a Happy New Year. 祝福大家新年快乐,万事如意。We would like to wish everyone a Happy New Year and the best in all your endeavors. 恭喜恭喜新年好,Happy New Year! 今年是鼠年,祝大家鼠年行大运。this year is the year of the rat. We would like to wish you success in the year of the rat. We would like to wish you good fortune, health, peace, and happiness. All right, let's begin with the first sentence. The lunar new year is just around the corner. Li the lunar calendar. Also known as the farmer's calendar. Nong means farmer. Li, calendar. Zhongguo, Xin China. Xin New Year. Xin, New, Nian, Year. Ma Right Away, Immediately. Dao To arrive. Kiu Yao To arrive soon. Here, It means the Lunar New Year is just around the corner. 我们应该要向听众拜年。We should wish our listeners a happy new year. 我们 we as 应该 should 听众 Listeners 拜年 To wish you a happy new year. 祝福大家新年快乐,万事如意。we would like to wish everyone Happy New Year and the best in all your endeavors. Fu to wish大家, everyone,新年快乐, Happy New Year. Shi. everything, but here it means in all your endeavors. 如意, as one wishes. 万事如意, the best in all your endeavors. Gong Shi 恭喜,恭喜 is a phrase that we use to wish people happy new year. This year is the year of the rat. We would like to wish you success in the year of the rat. 今年, this year Shu rat Shu the year of the rat. The Chinese word shi is the verb be. Zhu to wish. Da everyone. shù nian the year of the rat. Xing da which means success, best of luck. Gong We would like to wish you good fortune, health, peace and happiness. 恭喜发财 We would like to wish you good fortune 发财 literally means to get rich 财 means money 健康, health 平安, peace 快乐, happiness We would like to wish you good fortune Health Peace and happiness. Before we end today's program, let's listen to the conversation one more time. The Lunar New Year is just around the corner. We should wish our listeners a Happy New Year. We would like to wish everyone a Happy New Year and the best in all your endeavors. Happy New Year! This year is the year of the rat. We would like to wish you success in the year of the rat. We would like to wish you good fortune, health, peace, and happiness. And that's all we have for this week's edition of Chinese
1: to go.
2: This week on Hashtag Taiwan, we're going to be talking about post-election accountability. You'll know what we mean. Just stick around. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, elections. Now, they're funny (laughs) things because candidates and people like to make a lot of promises and speculations leading up to them. But you know what, guys? Talk is cheap. (laughs) That's why the Internet exists, for accountability. Mm -hmm. Take, for example, this guy. His name is He Sun Mo, and there's a Facebook group dedicated to finding him called The Search for He Sun Mo. Why? Well, because he said this. If Tsai Ing-wen can get over eight million votes, then I'll buy a chi pie for every person in Taiwan. That's Please screenshot this for me. That's, and that's a crazy, chicken that steak, guy. That's right. Chi right. pie is uh, kind of like the deep-fried chicken cutlet. Oh. It's a Taiwanese snack. Everybody loves it. And it's kind of you know he kind of used it as a bargaining chip. That's or a, a chip lot of, of chicken. <laughs> anyway, that's not important, you guys. The important thing is, do you guys remember how many votes President Tsai Ing-wen got this time? Eight, over 8 million. million. 8.17 million votes. Which means a lot of people are looking for Huss and Moy. For <laughs> their G-Pie, hey, Where's the G-Pie? You know what? In fact, even Swedish environmentalist Greta Thunberg is getting in on it by demanding some G-Pie right now. Anyway, there's so many of these, like, betting things online that I'm only going to cover some notable figures, and I'm going to cover the people who need to pony up. For example... Xie Longjie, this man on the left here, he's a KMT Tainan city councillor. Now, he made a deal with Xie Zizong, who is a DPP city councillor in Taizong. They said, whoever, whosever party can take five seats in this next legislative election, the other person will have to jump into this canal right here in (laughs) Taichung city.
1: Sounds good. Now,
2: the DPP won five seats, and Xie Longjie actually being a very good sport, he was just like, you know what? Promises need to be kept. I will jump into the canal. Very, very
0: nice. Nice.
2: And the other person that was earlier mentioned in Taiwan by Number by Andrew is Huang Sun. Now, she ran for legislator in Kaohsiung for the KMT. And she said she was so confident in her ability to win. She actually said, you know what? If I don't win, I'm going to jump into Lotus Pond (gasps) in Kaohsiung Now, how did her election go? Well, guys, there's a theme here. Have you guys caught on to it?
0: (laughs) She didn't win.
2: (laughs) She lost to her DPP opponent. And when it came time to, you know, make good on her agreement, she said, wait, 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 that was just a joke. I'm not really going to do it.
0: Well, I mean, I think she, you know, she was in office for 27 years. She just assumed she'd be reelected. Right.
2: When you have that much but momentum, she shouldn't
1: turns, say he yeah. promises she can't keep
0: yeah.
2: or she doesn't want to keep. That's why the internet exists. <laughs> one final one, and this one might be my favorite. Dan Jin. He's a user on Facebook. He says, If Tsai Ing gets re elected, then I'll jump into the ring with Guanzang without protective gear. Now, Ooh. I'll remind you guys Guanzang is Holger Chen. He's a gym owner, he's a prominent online uh, personality, and he's also ex special forces. He looks like this. <laughs> now you might figure why someone wouldn't want to jump into oh the ring with him without protective gear. And you know what? Fun fact. Actually, Holger got in on some of the action. He promised to buy 10,000 chicken steaks if tying one run won uh, re-election. And last we heard from them, he was getting them ready. Oh, wow, good
0: wow, for him. Very nice. Leslie down with the receipts. That's Thank right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Taking names and making sure everything's good. Awesome. So that's this week's hashtag tag taiwan this is status update
3: Welcome to Status Update, I'm Shirley Lin I'm John Van Yes, it's that time of week where we get to your letters Your letters about our programs We always want to know what you think about them And uh, let us know how we can do better But before we do that, we're going to update um, our personal status All right. And uh, I just want to say that I had a great weekend this past weekend Where uh, I spent two days and one night at the uh, Shifin Waterfalls Oh, that's very pretty Not at the waterfalls, but I mean we stayed at a BMW be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that weekend, though, we had been having like, really nice weather, but that weekend, it started raining. Oh. So it was really kind of freezing when we got there. But still, you know, we try not to let it dampen our spirits. Yeah. It's
5: about, what, 45 minutes outside Taipei?
3: Yeah. So we drove out there. There were three couples of us, okay. including one of the couple brought their son, who was 20-year-old son. And um, so we went on this trip in one-hour car, and um, it was a nice drive up there, but it got yeah, kind of... You know, kind of cold and everything. Well, actually, you know, John, it's actually our second time to that same place in a matter of a couple of months. Oh, wow. I've only <laughs> ever been there once. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Well, the first time when we went, we did not spend a night. And so this time, I guess my husband really liked the place. And so um, we decided to, you know, find a place and spend a night. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend found a really nice B&B and I totally recommend it. Um, I think it's I don't quite remember the name Meijing, no, since Meijing, or something like that Ming um, Shu. I think it's the uh, the name of the husband and the wife together that made oh, up the name of the being okay so and um they they really made a place really nice and it you know nice rooms and we had um the we had the ladies, you know one room and the men had another room mm-hmm. and um and then a very nice, simple breakfast and all thing it's right out you know, like off the main roads and off the little streets. And, and it was kind of, if you didn't have a GPS or a Google map, it's, it was like uh, impossible to get there. And so <laughs> it was really, really quiet in yeah. the middle of green and everything. They had banana trees. Wow. And so we had those bananas for breakfast. And I've never seen these kind of bananas. They're small and skinny Like bachow? bananas. No, it's not Maidenjiao <laughs>
5: Made in beauty beauty bananas banana. <laughs> Never heard of that
3: one You've got to try it someday I don't even know if they are ever sold At any of the hmm. traditional markets here But they're good And um, yeah And then they also raised some chicken And they had a goose <laughs> And the goose was just like cawing away and everything And three ducks It was really cute and um my, my husband, uh, you know, he loves videographing so mm-hmm. he brought all his toys with him. <laughs> and so he had uh, one a GoPro he lent um the son of this other couple who went there and and, and just took anything and everything and yeah, I audience is just really nice and they had I think they got one of those huts for the goose as its little home. Uh-huh. From, you know, one of those ones from Costco. Yeah, oh, this little like hut a, thing. Okay. Yeah, made of like, you know... Plasticky? Um, yeah, plasticky, yeah. And then I think they got one of those swings that can sit threesomes um, mm-hmm. from Costco, it looks like. you know, So they made a place really nice. Oh. And then we went to the waterfalls. And um, it, it's really beautiful. And I think this time we actually found that there was another angle. It's like um, just kind of walking along uh, up a path and then down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of to, trails. Yeah, to to actually be in front of the waterfalls oh, and see yeah. it straight up front. You get sprayed a lot, though. Yeah, yeah, you do. You kind of you have do. to
5: choose warmer weather, I think. It's a
3: really but. nice, big, you know, waterfall, and it's, you know, sort of like a, um, a half circle, yeah. you know, shaped. And um, I think there was more water splashing because, like I said, it was raining. Mm-hmm. So... It was better than the first time when we went. It was more like trickling down, kind of. Not the big waterfall. I mean, when you get to there. Right. Because, you know, there's a hanging bridge, right? Before you have to go up and down a hanging bridge and all that, you see another smaller waterfall, right? Oh, I don't think... Yeah, it's right by the bridge. I'm not sure if I remember. (laughs) Right.
5: I remember the big one. Because
3: I remember that small one. It was just on a trickle of water, you know. Mm -hmm. But this time, it was like... How do you say it? Just... Magnificent, his, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. A rushing torrent, Sight, you know. <laughs> but um yeah, so that was really nice. And uh, you know what, John? I now remember what where we went the first night. That's good. You're getting your memories back. We went to Hotong. Oh, it's the cat, the place. cat village. Yeah, oh, I've never been there. Is that like ethical? Do they fix them and stuff? Oh, it's actually nice. I think they tr- they, they try to make it very Japanese mm-hmm. with these little shops, and then um you have to walk um, up uh, a bridge. Over the railway tracks to the other side, where it had a whole row of cafes, and they're all cat-themed cafes, and it was really neat, so we went into one, had some really nice, um, I had a really nice um, milk tea, and the others had, like, really nice coffee, and then we had some cakes and cookies, and... Hmm. And we stayed there for a long time because it was raining outside. Right, it right. was nice and warm in there.
5: Well, I hope the cats didn't get all wet. I guess they must if they well, live out there. Because
3: it was raining, so we didn't see a lot of cats. But there were a few, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until we were leaving that coffee shop that we realized that they had some cats. Oh. And they were all like under like these, you know, quilts and, and thick covers. They didn't want to go out yeah. either. <laughs> so i have wonder, really often wondering where all those cats came from to begin with. I hope that I they're know. all like looked after. <laughs> You bet they are because they actually um sold like some um you know cat food,, mm-hmm. yeah, cans of cat food, wow, That you can just buy so they're spoiled, and, <laughs> yeah, and I think they're all nice and you know well fed and everything, really taken well care of. I'm assuming that I think I heard that there's about two hundred cats, something right like there. that, yeah, and so. You would bet that some of them were probably being abandoned there, do not uh, you think? Sad. Yeah, but then the good thing is that they're being, you know, taken good care of. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were people who would buy like cans of, you know, cat food and they'll be just sitting there on the bench and waiting for the cat to come. <laughs> and I hear, I, you know, one of them was even like, Clanking the, the can on, on the bench, you know, trying to see if the cat would, you know, any cat would come because I've got food for you. <clears throat> well, we didn't stay long enough to see if he got any cats, but there were a few. Mm. Yeah. So that was my first time to that cat village. Wow. Yeah. So that was very nice. But anyway, yeah, all in all, it was just a nice getaway from the city. Yeah. Like, you know, I always loved that. <laughs> yeah. Short trip. So, all right. Well, I say it's time we get to our listeners' letters. All right. Yes. As always, we just love so much to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email is rti at
5: rti.org.tw. And of course, you can always let us know what you think about our programs on Facebook. Well, we have, it's a bit late, but we have a ton of Christmas cards that just all of a sudden popped in our mailbox. Yeah. Um, So belated Christmas cards. (laughs) All right. Uh, I've got one here from, it looks like, Hungary. This one coming to us from Caroline Castelli. And it says, to RTI English Desk, wishing, wishing all of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And it's dated December 11th. We've just gotten this in now.
3: Yeah. Oh, that is so sweet.
5: This is from Budapest, Hungary.
3: Okay, great. Well, I've got one here from Trinidad and Tobago. And this is from Richard Chen. Hi. And so it says here, uh, it says here, to Radio Taiwan International English Service. And in the card, it says, May the bells of the holiday season ring in a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year for you. Merry Christmas 2019, he added to 2019, and a Happy 2020. Yours truly, Richard Chan. Well, thank you so much for the card. Do you have any more cards over there? Yes, I do. I think I have one more. Okay, this one, let me see here. It's coming from, oh, I can't read the name. Gunther Trumfenfelner? Okay, and uh, he's writing us from, from Austria, Salzburg, Austria. And oh, actually, it's two postcards, but um, it says here, uh, thank you very much for your calendar. And it says, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, uh, Remo and Gunther Tromfelner. Thank you very much. All the way from Austria.
5: We This one's not a card, but we have a New Year's note here. Um, this one dated January 3rd. It comes to us from Mikio Kohara, who's writing to us from Osaka, Japan. And it says, uh, Happy New Year 2020. I had the pleasure of listening to your English language broadcasting. I can understand English a little. The outline... Uh, Shows the contents that I was able to enjoy listening. This report's about our January 2nd broadcast. Uh, He listened in from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. The SINPO rating was 35333, so good and average. Mm -hmm. Um, there was the news about uh, President Tsai Ing-wen's New Year message, uh, Taipei 101's New Year's fireworks celebration and LED display. A professional baseball team called the Monkeys has unveiled their coaching staff. Yeah, they're recently under new management. Also, uh, the first day of the New Year was sunny. In, here in Taiwan, and uh, mm. there was a report about the final events of 2019 held in various places. That was followed by here in Taiwan, there was a discussion about New Year's celebration events and an environmentally friendly smoking area in Taipei. Then there was a, an item about, about saving water and water resources in Taiwan, and the recent weather and temperature. After that was ear to the ground, uh, some sounds of the city here in Taipei, and, and an interview about what is Taiwan. The answer was green, apparently. <laughs> well, we are a green type of place. Yes. On many levels. Um, yeah. Finally, there was Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes. There was Music and Songs of Nanying, the performance by the National Chinese Orchestra of Taiwan, uh, Spring Landscape Poems, Music and Time, a song that sang about blooming flowers, and a Hakka Spring Song, a Lotus Flower Song, a song of Nanying Village, and a couple flower songs. So a very floral-themed episode <laughs> of Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes there. Yeah, we're... Yep. We actually are starting to have some of our first, what are they called, plum blossoms here? Yeah, so, Taiwan gets them early. We are a bit far south. and oh, quite I, warm, saw, so. I saw
3: one at the waterfalls. Yes,
5: I did. So it says this is a January's monthly report. Um, the conditions were good for listening. Recently, the conditions have been good, and I can enjoy the program. In Osaka, a New Year has come with mild weather. Japan celebrates the New Year with the uh, Western calendar, so many people will be off until January 5th. I will continue listening to RTI's English service from now on. Thank you for the service. That comes to us once again from Miki Okohara of Osaka, Japan.
3: Well, I'm really glad to hear from David Bainan. Yeah, hi, uh, who's writing us from Birmingham of the UK. And uh, he says, Dear radio friends, still enjoy RTI's program here in the UK? Oh, that is great. Enjoyed here in Taiwan on Wednesday, the 4th of December, about the dangers of young people riding motorcycles and scooters when they have been drinking and the effects of pollution from exhaust fumes. When I was holidaying in Thailand, I noticed many older type two-stroke engine Engined motorcycles on the road and clouds of exhaust fumes used to uh, drift into the opened sided bars that lined the sides of the roads. That's not very pleasant. No. And then he went on to say a a little note here: not so many motorcycles on the road here in Birmingham, UK. It's always cold and wet in the winter. So, and then on a separate little car. Oh, actually, was a fish. Yeah um, He he drew a fish here And says uh, Happy Christmas And it says To all the staff Of the English section Of Radio Town International was so cute And he wrote A little uh, snowman here oh, On the bottom cool. Yeah I wonder what the fish represents Happy yeah. Merry Fishmas Happy <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you have to write back and let us know.
5: I think it's like a puzzle, maybe. I
3: know. That's a nice, happy fish. Just smiling. Well, in Taiwan,
5: we have a lot of electric scooters these days. They're becoming more and more popular. You're right. uh, They're Taiwan brands. Yeah. yeah, It's a problem, but maybe a decreasing one here.
3: Mm, Uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And it's really great to hear from you. That's, again, David Bainan of the UK.
5: We have a letter here uh, also from Jayanta Chakrabarti, who's writing to us from New Delhi, India. It says, Dear friends, as a regular listener of RTI's broadcasts, I feel proud of the fact that President Tsai Ing-wen has been re-elected in the presidential election. This is a glaring proof of the solid foundation of democracy in this island country. Uh, please receive a feedback on your broadcast of January 11th, 2020 for your kind verification. The lead news concerned the welcoming report of President Tsai's election victory by a big margin of more than 8.1 billion, million votes. Million, that's not billion, <laughs> uh, i.e. 57.16% of the total votes polled. This resounding victory once again proves that the politically conscious people of Taiwan will respond vigorously whenever their sovereignty and democracy are threatened. The re-election of President Tsai will be beneficial for her country to maintain peace and harmony needed for sustainable development. It will also ensure peace and stability in the region, thus benefiting the international community with Taiwan's willing cooperation to be an active member in the Committee of nations. It is hoped that with this election result, the world will pay more respect and attention to this peace-loving country i wish all members of rti my best wishes for a happy new year may all of you have a peaceful prosperous life and good health on each and every day in 2020 uh the sinpo rating was fours across the board on our 6180 kilohertz broadcast that day uh once again that was january 11th uh from 1600 to 1700 utc well we're glad you were following our elections here yeah i think uh some people in Taiwan are very happy others not so much but that's how the way that's the way elections go isn't it
3: (laughs) all right I've got one here from Shin Makino of Japan and uh, he listened in at 15320 kilohertz on January 7th and uh he, uh, simple rating was, uh, fours and fives and threes. And then, um, he listened to the news and, uh, uh introducing some of the top stories here is that CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, is looking uh, at a mysterious pneumonia outbreak in China, and then about President Tsai ing saying the upcoming presidential election is crucial to Taiwan's democracy and sovereignty, which is already over, of course. <laughs> Aren't you glad that it's over? <laughs> yeah. It's, it was a big exhausting. I know, really. And then the Marshall Islands has elected David Kabua as its new president on Monday, uh, that Monday. Okay. And, um, here under, uh, Under comments, it says that, uh, as usual at home, your station's voice is interrupted due to NHK World Radio's interference, and I cannot understand your contents, but... But he was able to you know down like, some notes, yeah, there was some.
5: at least a little bit was intelligible,
3: yes, well, I really appreciate your comments anyway. And this time, I also received your programs using SDR in Indonesia. I didn't understand the first story of here in town, but it was interesting to hear about pet handling on the Taipei subway. I look forward to providing useful information and a nice QSL card again, this year but no problem. So that was again Shin Makino of Japan, and then uh, one last note here. This is coming to us from Mr. Baikan Hazarika of Assam, India. Um, he listened in on January 13th, it was, at 15320 kilohertz. Simple rating was 43343. And uh, let's see here. He said, listening today to Jukebox Republic program. Uh, you had played some wonderful Taiwanese pop songs. The song With You and Habitual Love, which you had played today, was really beautiful. The song What About Me, you had played, and today's show was really so nice. I believe the singer was called Song Nian Yu. Yes, I I hope I'm right, yeah. Song Nian Yu, a very young singer, upcoming singer. Um, all the songs you had played today was really fantastic. I enjoyed the show. So again... That was Mr. Baikan Hazarika of Asan, India. Well, thank you so much for all your letters. It's always great to be reading your letters and letting us know know what programs you heard and uh, what you thought about them. But do keep those letters coming, okay? So our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. For the email inclined, you can reach us at rti at
5: rti.org.tw. And of course, do remember, you can always let us know what you think on Facebook as well. We look forward to reading what you have to say.
3: Yes, and also on YouTube that's as well That's true, we always yeah. forget that one but that's, a, that's our
5: up and coming one
3: <laughs> Yes, okay, well, I'm Shirley Lin I'm John Van Trieste. See you next week Alright, bye